0: So now, this time we set our hearts on cultivating samadhi to bring these minds of ours to a firm state. So, when we have this uh, right view about suffering, the cause of suffering, and freedom from suffering and the ways of practice that take us to freedom from all suffering. And then we come to train these minds of ours so that they are firmly established in samadhi. We've been chanting the praises uh, to the virtues of the Buddha as Buddha Nusati and how the Buddha as Buddha uh, won one who knows, the awakened one, the one who is joyful in the Dhamma. And so the fully self-awakened Buddha, the Samputta, is this one who knows, the awakened one, joyful in the Dhamma. So in the beginning we use this meditation word um, in our meditation practice, and this word Buddha, which means the uh, one who knows the awakened one, the joyful one. And this is a way of developing the recollection of the Buddha. And perhaps when we sit in meditation, as we are, and then we can do this alongside the breath. So with the in-breath, recite Buddha. And with the out-breath, Do. And then when the mind settles into peace, in this word of Buddha will disappear, on its own accord, without our uh, intending for that to happen. And so when the mind is calm, and then joy, this happiness arises, and perhaps it just gathers together into one point, into Apana samādhi, this access, collectedness. But we shouldn't expect for that to happen. In the beginning, if we just have some peace, or if the amount of inner confusion and chaos is only a little bit, then that's already very good. So when the mind is firmly established, then we can gain an understanding into nature, following the truth, that whatever nature is actually like, that's how we understand it to be. But these days, our minds are opposed to the truth. That things of nature, they change. They are unstable. They don't endure. and We can't find any true self within them. But these deluded minds of ours, um, they find pleasure in physical forms. They find a sense of satisfaction in material objects. And we want for all of these things to last, to be permanent. But that's impossible. And when we have that desire for something that's impossible, then suffering arises. Because when we want for something but we don't get that, then there's suffering. And so we really can't trust Sankaras these conditioned phenomena, they're not trustworthy things. And these sankharas of this body, these physical sankharas. And so, the wise and great teacher, Venerable Ajahn Chah, he gave the simile to a being like an old stump, a rotten stump that we're leaning on. And as we lean on that stump, then one day it uh, breaks, one day it collapses. And it's possible for harm and danger to arise from that. Or we could say it's like someone who's very old and they're sitting on a chair, but the chair is placed on a higher place. And as time passes and they get older, Um, and the sankharas, these conditioned phenomena, just can't take it anymore, then they fall, and it's possible for um, them to become disabled due to that. And so these things, we can't afford to place our trust in them. One day that chair breaks, and then danger arises, harm arises. And so these physical bodies, these conditioned bodies, they're not dependable. And so we've all probably seen this before. We've had close friends who, uh, before, uh, their face was very bright, they had a radiant smile. But as time passes and perhaps a strong illness arises, their cells uh, deteriorate, And perhaps you can treat that to some degree, but that's also not reliable because it's possible for that uh, deterioration to come back once more. And so these bodies, they can change very suddenly. And then, when they change, then it can be difficult. Just uh, sitting can be hard. So there's a lot of suffering Uh, that can arise, these painful feelings. So the Buddha was the one who knows, the awakened one, the joyful one. And he wanted us to have a clear understanding. And so he taught us to practice and to be heedful. And even um, just before he passed away, Uh, That's what he taught, to not be heedless. Because these uh, sankharas, these conditioned phenomena, um, they're breaking apart, they're falling apart with each second. And we will need to be separated from everything in this world. And so those people who train themselves in samadhi, Um, that they can come and train themselves. It shows that they already see the dangers, the drawbacks in Sankara's conditioned phenomena, see the drawbacks in uh, the jitta-sankara, and the um, chaos and inner confusion of the mind. And see how these bodies, these conditioned bodies, are something that change that are unreliable. And so they're able then to come and train in samadhi. And we study so that the heart can gain wisdom. So before we were chanting in praise of the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha, and the recollection of the Buddha, it's a good way to easily bring up joy within the mind. Because when we reach the time when the body starts to break, starts to fall apart or problems arise within it, and then listening to chanting, it's, it's a very good way of bringing up energy within our hearts, giving ourselves encouragement. Because when we're sick, it's often only just occasionally that people will come to visit us. But this illness is with us all the time. And if the mind is attached to things, then suffering will arise. And that's because the energy of our samadhi, it's insufficient to separate the mind out from these vedana, from the feelings that it's experiencing. And when there's a lot of pleasure or liking for things, then the mind will attach, really attach to these bodies. So we need to see the drawbacks in these conditioned bodies. How they're a heap of something which deteriorates, a heap of something which must end. So when Lumpur was reaching the end of his uh, life, he would speak about his bodies uh, being like a block of ice that's in the sun and steadily they melt away, they melt away, and they decay, they degrade like this. And really all things in this world are like that. All the things that people gain, that they have, the status that they have, the money, the possessions, all of this must end, all of this steadily passes away. And it's all like a sandcastle. You make the sandcastle, but as the wind blows and blows on it, then steadily it just falls apart. And in the end, it's done with. So we should contemplate into this every day, into the nature of Sankara's conditioned phenomena. And from the time we were born, we've seen people grow old, we've seen people in pain and sickness, we've seen people die. Old people die, sometimes people die young as well. And there are many young people uh, for whom they have very strong illnesses. So we can see that no one's able to take anything beyond this world. So we should use our time here to build up a lot of goodness. Goodness through our active body, through our words and through our minds, training our minds so that they're well-established, studying so that we gain an understanding of these bodies. Because ever since we were born, we have attached to them, viewing them as something beautiful, as a self. But this is wrong view. We have these misguided perceptions, um, seeing them as something which lasts, something which is stable. But if the mind is peaceful, <coughs> then we'll be able to easily see them for what they are. We'll be able to teach our minds easily. If they're not peaceful, however, then we can try telling the mind, but it just won't believe us. And so samadhi, it is something that's important. And so may you set your hearts on this, on this practice. And the amount of suffering that you experience within your heart will reduce, get less with each passing day. And so may you set your hearts on this.